Yo, 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 yo. Another Saturday morning. Habari Live is in the house. Me, Aisha, and I am Damon Ellison. Today we have a lot of great news going on. We have a lot of situations going on this week. Like every week, you know, the news is always big, and we want to make sure we get it to you. Uh, first and foremost, we uh, have a, a guest in the house, um, a great owner and uh, entrepreneur and uh, a leader in the, environment, in the community. Uh, so we have a person who is going out and making sure that others are being taken care of. He uh, runs a foundation, nonprofit foundation, which he is the vice president. Uh, the Who I Am Foundation was which founded, founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and has since spread to Phoenix. They work extensively with the homeless in our city. Understanding the mental aspect that people face, not everyone who is less fortunate have some type of addiction or did something bad in life or put them in that position. There are good people in bad situations, he's, he likes to say. Uh, he is the vice president, like I said, and, and board member of the Who I Am Foundation. He has written eight books and currently working on the ninth. Uh, Mr. Anthony has was homeless. His roommate stole everything he had and moved to Mexico. Mr. Freeman lived on the streets until he met Keith Cowler, the founder of Who I Am, who invited him to coffee and and um, and the story goes from there. So we want to introduce Mr. Freeman to the place, to Habari uh, Live. And uh, thank you for stopping by, sir. I appreciate you guys inviting me out here. Man, it's nothing, man. Um, we wanted to make sure to, um, to give Who I Am a, f a platform because you guys are doing so much out here, man. We're always hearing about what you guys are doing and always giving to the community and your events and organizations are just, you guys are just amazing, you know? So we wanted to make sure we get someone on here to, just to talk and, and go over what you guys are trying to do. So what did you guys, what did you get into who I am for? And uh, what is your um, outlook on what you're trying to do? So first, all credit goes to our volunteers. Without them, none of what we do will be possible. For sure. Um, it's not a me thing, it's a we thing. For sure. Um, and so I became homeless, like you mentioned. So I was living in Albuquerque, New Mexico back in was it 2013. Right. Um, my little situation happened and crossed paths with Keith, which was called divine intervention. Right. Um, you know, he didn't know me from the person sleeping at the next park bench. Right. Um, so he invited me out to coffee and, you know, I kind of told him what happened. He called his wife and he's like, you got a place to stay at my, my house. I say he adopted me. Wow. Um, you know, he, his wife, two beautiful young daughters, again, not knowing me from anybody else, but to right. open his doors. Um, at that point, I didn't know about the foundation. Mm -hmm. um, it was after kind of staying with him. Um, and he started kind of, he kind of just presented it to me in a way of, and he'll tell you to this day, he was like, I didn't think you'd want anything to do with it. Right. He just kind of just gave the soft, check this out. This is what I got going on. Right. Fell in love. Um, the first time I volunteered was in March of 2013. Um, it was an anti-bullying assembly out there. And okay. What that showed me was the impact that you could make without having anything. Because I went from homeless to vice president of the organization in four months. Wow. Um, not having anything but clothes on my, that I was wearing in a backpack. With right. Days, uh, a, a change of clothes. That's amazing. Um, so it showed me that you don't have to have a lot to have a big impact. Definitely. A full auditorium of kids. Wow. And just the, the, the there was not a dry eye in the building. We wow. had the speaker come and talk about 
personal testimonial. And all I did was help put together the assembly. I didn't even really do anything else. But that kind of opened my eyes to the type of impact you could have. And that's what got me involved with the foundation. Um, at that point, I wasn't VP. I was a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, and shortly after that is when he offered me that position of vice president in June of 2013. Wow. Um, and I was actually VP all the way up till August of what, two years ago uh, when he made me president of the foundation. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. So, so you are now president. Yeah. Wow, I didn't. I, I misspoke. <laughs> that might have been my outdated LinkedIn profile. Or something. <laughs> yeah, man, we 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 definitely squares the internet, making sure we know I, I, as I much that. about you as I we can. I see that because you you had the story, like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, man. We want to know who we're talking to, man, and um, and you are a very important person out here. So you know, what I'm saying we want people out here to know who you are and what you're doing, man. Uh, a president of who I am foundation. So that's, that's a big leap, man. And I, and we definitely want to congratulate you for that. Oh, thank you. Definitely, man. That's, that's huge, bro. And, uh, what is the future of who I am? What are you guys seeing for the next year upcoming? Um, as an organization, we want to obviously continue to increase the, the ways that we're able to impact the community. Mm-hmm. Um, like you touched on, we do a lot of outreach with those experiencing homelessness, you know, yep. providing essential necessities, helping find work, mm-hmm. um, the different programs that we, that we have that help individuals, um, essentially kind of get back, back on a path of self-sufficiency, right. uh, provide that second chance at a first impression. Right. Uh, but we also do a lot of work with the youth, whether that be our youth enrichment program, setting up assemblies after school programs, mm-hmm. mentoring, tutoring, um, a lot of community events for the kids. Uh, we have animal outreach, elderly outreach, wow. veteran outreach, environment right. outreach. Like it's a, a vast array of volunteer opportunities. So we want to continue to build our team. Yeah. Um, and the more volunteers we have aboard, the bigger the impact we can make. Definitely. Um, me as and my role, my goal is to get us in two more states mm. next year. You know, when when I first signed my my the new contract. That was my goal, but then the pandemic hit, and yeah, it really yeah. ended up losing two teams and having to rebuild them in Las Vegas, Nevada, and Santa Fe, New Mexico. Mm. Um, so now that we got Santa Fe back rolling, Vegas next, and then expanding us into Tucson, uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, wow. back into the Sacramento, California area, Southern California, wow. Texas. Like my my overall goal for the organization is to have teams in all fifty states, wow, as well as internationally eventually. So. Wow, man, that's huge, that's bro. Dope. That's that's kind. You're of, gonna be a busy man. <laughs> someone's got to do it. <laughs> that's real, man. I'd rather that's be real. busy doing a lot of something than busy doing a lot of nothing. Right, man, and you're you're helping people, and that's the big, big, big part is that you're helping, and it's needed now. Definitely. I mean, with the inflation and rent rising and the price of things right now, people are barely holding on, man. And um, to have someone like you guys out there giving a helping hand, man, means a lot. And uh, we definitely want to commend what you're doing, man. It's 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 awesome, and to come across the country, nationwide, uh, to start in the Southwest, and then to grow uh, nationwide, man. That's that's just unbelievable, and it's definitely an inspiration to other people who are trying to start their company and and become something. Uh, you guys are a good group to look at and to be uh, to, to to look up to, because you. Um, you guys are doing amazing things, and. Um, so you're from uh, Chico, mm-hmm. Northern California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the home of the uh, giant wooden y- yo-yo. <laughs> Did Is you it? know that? I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I have no idea. When, I, when people find out I'm from Chico, they're like Chico State <laughs> or Aaron Rodgers. I just thought of Chico sticks, me myself. Right. I'm like, I wonder what the Chico <laughs> sticks was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 
it's funny that you said that because I was in a Smart and Final the other day, mm -hmm. and I went down the candy aisle. They had them, and they had a they had the big huge thing of Chico sticks, like the little the miniature ones. I like the small ones. Yeah, they had the they had they had the tub of the little miniature ones. Yeah. I was like, the kids don't know nothing about that. That's oh, I'm coming scary. here for all my Halloween candy because they had everything, and I was like, Chico sticks, cow tongues. All the different Halloween candies. Cow tongues, what? The little, the cow chews, whatever you call them. Cow tails. They come in the white and brown wrapper. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. I got you. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, they have a yo-yo museum in Chico, North uh, Carolina. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that. their claim to fame. So how was it? Uh, you grew up there. How long did you live there? Um, Kind of off, well... I moved around a lot as yeah. even as an adult. I was actually born in Paradise, California. Wow. And for those who, um, it's on Netflix, but the campfire out in uh, Northern California about two, three years ago, uh, one of the biggest fire, like wildfires. Oh, okay, okay, okay. big wildfire. Paradise That's... was one of the eighty percent of the town burnt down. Like the, the wow. hospital I was born in. Wow. Um, on Netflix, there's actually a documentary about it. Um, uh huh. But yeah, I was born in Paradise, but I, I, I lived in Chico for a lot of my formative years, but also. Lived in, in like Stockton for a brief amount of time. Um, just moved around a lot, really. Were you a military kid? A lot of people think so. My mom just likes to go like that. That's, where we're going. <laughs> that's how I ended up. Oh, so she's just throwing darts at, yeah, the, that's at, how the, at the map, huh? Yeah, after, after freshman year, we ended up in Michigan. And then right before senior year, we were down in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Like, wow. Just no military family, just a very sporadic and spontaneous mother. Well, hey, man, that gave you a very good outlook on life. I mean, you're able Different to meet people and, and right. be comfortable with people easier. Being sheltered and being in one place, man, it, it hurts a lot. You know what I mean? Because you, you just don't get that outgoing um, ability to right. be able to meet people, talk to people. And, and you moving around obviously helped you in, in that aspect. So yeah, I was a new kid pretty much every year. Right, right. School. Right. Senior so you, year, I you was have to kid. meet people. Like, you have to get a, uh, learn how to get along with people. You know what I mean? When you're in one place all the time, you just get comfortable who you are. You yeah. don't really care about all that. But you, you have to learn how to meet people when you're moving all the time. Um, so you went to Central New Mexico College? Yeah, uh, uh, CNM Community College, yeah. And what was your, um, what did you major uh, business administration um, with a, like a minor in marketing. For sure, for sure. So did you ever get into doing what you majored in in, in your life? Um, I had a business. It was an entertainment group um, like 2012. Uh -huh. um, and the, that company with the classes kind of gave me that, I guess, experience in running a business. Mm -hmm. um, and then with marketing, um, outside the foundation, I have a full-time job. Oh, just wow. uh, digital marketing and social media management for a company based out of Miami. Okay. Um, we might need to hire you then. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> hey, hey, that's straight up, man. The marketing people I'll be messing with, man, they are in, man, they suck, bro. Um, but yeah, so marketing and entertainment, that's very interesting, man. And um, that's good. That's great that you were able to get something in, in your field that you want to. So that's always inspirational to show people that uh, that you can go to school and you can also get into that field and, and become uh, very successful in that field mm -hmm. and also run something, another, your own company and be a VP of, I mean, I'm sorry, president <laughs> of that foundation. <laughs> so, um, Hey man, you're a very hardworking gentleman and especially coming from a situation where you were homeless and, uh, what instilled in you that, that working aspect of in you was your mother, a hard worker or, 
just seeing your mother, I'm guessing you were a single, uh, single, she was a single parent. So yeah. I'm guessing seeing her work hard and, and that instilled this in you to be able to, to juggle all these things that you're doing. Yeah. Like, um, like you said, my mother, she was a single mom raised four of us on her own. Right. Um, so just seeing that she worked a tail off to make sure we had what we had. We didn't mm -hmm. have excess. We didn't have extra, but we had roof over our head, clothes on our back, food on the table. That's real. Um, so we, um, you know, that just seeing my mom work hard, um, doing what she had to do, the sacrifices she had to make. Um, and then I've had a lot of like mentors throughout my life that mm -hmm. still continue to hold me accountable. Yeah. Um, but you know, they've allowed it to where I don't get complacent. You right. Know, there's not a lot of, Oh, we did this. We're good. Let's not try to do better and be better. Man. Um, Man. Know, and just whether that's personal or professional, right. just, you know, we all make mistakes. That's it's, real. it's learning from it and, you know, doing what you can to not repeat those. That's things. real. Because then man. it becomes a cycle. That's all it's about. Um, so my tutors and, and my mom, you know, they, they've held me accountable, instilled that work ethic. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of put it like, no matter what your job is, I've always felt this way too. Um, and I worked at Trader Joe's for eight years. Right. Like, no matter what your job is, do it to the best of your ability. That's real, man. It's not a, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. If I was working sanitation or whatever it is, those mm -hmm. would be the cleanest floors you've ever seen. That's real, man. Um, because it's just no point in half you don't do it, do it right. Yeah, that's real. These kids nowadays, man, they think they're supposed to be handed things. You got to work hard for things. We were man. just talking about that this morning. Yeah, man, kids, you got to work hard, man. Entitled. This entitlement thing, it's it's insane. Life is handed to them on a silver platter. Right, you don't want to respect your elders, right? You 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 know everything. No one can tell you anything. And then when it when it hits the fan, that you who you calling? So it's, it's you, you have to do the best at what you're doing, man. Never take, take things for granted. Work hard. And, and you are definitely a great example of that, man. And hard um, work, it doesn't go unnoticed. You might not hear the, the applause, the mm -hmm. commendations, all that all the time, but it doesn't go unnoticed. Like That's if real. you're working your tail off and it's just you doing that, you stand out to whoever your boss is, your supervisor, mm -hmm. other people, and your hard work could motivate other people like i gotta step up that's real man that's real so it pays off in the end i mean I, i've to me the jobs where i bullshitted i end up getting exactly what i put in yep you get out what you put in man if you put in half ass half stepping that's definitely what you're going to get out of it they're, they're not going to give you more than what you put into something definitely and um you you want to be an owner you want someone that that runs a business you have to show that you can have a great work ethic in someone else's company before you can run your own. All these people always say, I'm going to get my own business. If you have a bad work ethic, you're going to fail. And you should learn that work ethic before you start your own company by building a foundation of work ethic with someone else's company, mm -hmm. following the rules of somebody else. Because you, have to, jump, you have to be a job to job. Mm-hmm. Have tenure in a company. Right. Be there for more than three years. Right. Right. In a three-year, four-year spot, you haven't moved up, and you've been That's putting in hard work. That's when you need to reevaluate your position exactly, in the company. Exactly. That's when you need to start reevaluating, looking at other positions, trying to get yourself in a better position because they're not taking your work seriously. And it, it took me until 2019 to figure that out. Yeah. I mean, we all learning. I mean, you know, but at the same time, it's you have to find a spot where, okay, this is where you have to start evaluating your life. How, where do you want to be in life? Mm -hmm. How are you going to get there? Right. 
what's holding you back from getting there. Right. You got to have a plan, man. And if it's something that, you know, like your job or like, oh, I'm constantly this or I constantly get fired or right, I constantly right. get laid off. or There might be a common denominator. You might have to go back and look at yourself and say, what am I doing in each of these situations that's wrong? Definitely. You're losing. Right. <laughs> you know, that's why you give them the womp womp because it's, hey, you, these people don't understand that you have to work hard, man. And, uh. Just going out there half-assing just because it's a bullshit job. You working at Circle K. It doesn't matter, man. Work hard. You never know. Somebody may be watching who may give you a position at somewhere else. You never know. And um, always like the undercover boss. The, the boss might come in and you might not even know it's the boss. And you just treat them like a normal, regular customer. You done treating them like mm-hmm. shit. Like you done treated all the rest of the customers. They're going to look at you like a... I could have paid your tuition for college. Right. Or whatever the situation is. Right. I, I could have bought you a house. I could have bought you a car. I could have sat and listened to your story. Right. Always put your best foot forward is what they say, man. Right. So uh, why is uh, philanthropy so important to you? Um, Like I've always had a you know, like to help people. Growing up, I can tell you right now, nobody who's ever known me thought I'd be doing what I currently mm-hmm. do. Right. I didn't. Um, you know, but I always kind of had a... a thing for helping people okay um and then when i became homeless it basically gave me the opportunity to kind of recalibrate my whole mindset right um it gave me the chance to speak to individuals who were in situations worse than me right um and it just really it humbled me and, okay and like a lot um, and i told myself that when i was back in a position to help other people that i would um so the foundation gave me the opportunity to hold myself accountable to them for sure for sure that's that's like that's another one, man. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to come from your situation. Someone stole all of your property. You're in a situation where now you're homeless. Most people will point the finger, get angry, blame the system. You know, just blame everyone else. Go out and then just uh, start stealing whatever, and you turn that into a positive. And uh, that that's hard to do because uh, I've been there and um, I went the other way. You know, because I felt as though everyone turned their back on me and everything was negative towards me. So I felt as though I needed to do bad things to make those things right. You know what I mean? Or I felt I didn't care about doing bad things because the position I was in. Because you get a, you know, you get a feeling of helplessness, hopelessness, just don't don't care where you're going, you know, or where things are going to go. So. Yeah, I'm not not to cut you out. I'm not gonna lie. The first 48 hours, it was a lot of their fault. It was them, right, it was exactly. Them. And it was actually a conversation with somebody that was out there that was like, "It was me. Like, I all my eggs were in one basket. That's I didn't, real. I didn't. These are the things that I could have done to, you know. Obviously, I didn't anticipate it happening, but I could have been more prepared for if something were to happen. Exactly. Um, but there was a whole lot of, you know, about to slip in the victim mentality. Right, like, right, why right. me? Yeah. Um, but then that conversation with that individual who. Within a week span, they they lost their house, their car, their their husband passed away. They were overseas, like all the bad things that you can imagine that happened mm-hmm. to one person in one one week. So I was like, what I'm dealing with, that's that's nothing, right. you know. Fails to compare. Um, yeah, so that that conversation with that lady is what kind of stopped the pointing fingers and and all that. But no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know make it seem like oh, I was always in that positive right. mentality. It was a whole lot of. Like there was a there was a dark cloud for about 48, uh, 48 right. hours. Definitely. We're human. 
but it's about coming up out of that. So that I mean, we face constant, we face all types of trials. Is what we do with those trials and, the, and and how we come out of those trials is what makes us the better person or make you a better person for going through it. Some people just uh, fall into the hole and just can't get out. And um, I just think um, when we talk to people like you and and we we make sure that everybody hear about people like you, they hopefully they get inspired to to not stop trying. It doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you're here. You always have tomorrow, you know what I mean? And that's how I always look at it, man. We're here, man. Um, let's make the best out of the situation while we're here because uh, we never we never promise tomorrow. We, we all know that. Spend um, your today's making your tomorrow's better than your yesterday's. That's real, man. That is real. So I, I want to ask you uh, one last question. What advice do you give to others trying to follow in your footsteps to become a, a vice president of a, a nonprofit organization? Um, I, I think everybody has their own path, so I wouldn't really want people to try to like follow my foot, uh, footsteps, right. but forge their own path, you know, figure out what it is you're passionate about, mm-hmm. um, and, and just have dedication and commitment, you know, because especially if you're going to start something or be a part of building something from the ground up, cause I didn't start the foundation, right. um, but I've helped, I've done, I played my position to the best of my ability There you go. to, you know, build it and, you know, increase our out, uh, outreach and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of trial and error, even to this day, like I've, I have no experience being the president of a nonprofit. There's right. a lot of, let's call it winging it, right. um, you know, but figure out what it is and kind of set that goal, but don't have that goal just set in stone. You know, mm-hmm. that goal is movable, right? you know, and when the, the pandemic showed, you have to pivot sometimes. That's don't real. be afraid of, you know, venturing out of your, this, this is my path to what I want to mm-hmm. succeed at. You know, there's going to be obstacles in the way. There's going to be things, but face those obstacles. Yeah. Don't try to find the easy way out. That's real. Because if you do, that obstacle is just going to come back. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, get around it the first time, how are you going to get through it the second time? That's real, man. You're going to keep approaching the same situations until you you figure out how to kind of move past it. Uh, but just staying positive and, and letting your, your your purpose and your passion guide you, not recognition, not, um, you know, trying to you know, get the Facebook likes and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, learn if you're in a, like in, in the position I'm in, it's a lot of behind the scenes grind. Right. You know, there's not a lot of, I don't do spotlight. I'll, every time anyone's like, it's so great what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's our volunteers. A hundred percent of credit That's goes real. to them. That's the first person so people to, you say it. So to succeed, you have to humble yourself. That's real. Um, especially in the nonprofit world. Like if you're doing this for the recognition and the applause, you're, you're in the wrong realm because people aren't really checking for certain things like no. that. It's no. more about what are you doing in the community and who who are you and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Well, here over at Habari Live, we definitely pay attention to things <laughs> like that. We I love like people that. who uh, take their time to make the community better. Because, to help and inspire others. Right. You could be doing so many other things, man. And this is what you guys decided to do. And I think that's just amazing, man, because there's so many people, and you know being homeless they just leave you. You're left. You're by yourself. You don't have any options. You don't have anyone to go to. You can't go to your family. They've turned their back. Everybody's turning their back on you. And sometimes you need to have an organization like Who I Am there to help you out. So I, I, I commend everything you guys are doing. I love what you guys are doing. And um, you make sure you uh, tell everyone how to 
contact you guys if they want to be a volunteer, if they want to make donations, uh, let them know how to contact you guys and everything. Um, so they can email me, anthony.freeman at whoiamfoundation.org. Um, our website, whoiamfoundation.org, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Instagram, it's team who I am. Facebook, just search for who I am foundation. Um, we got Cash App, Venmo, all that. Um, you know, and yeah, I mean, always looking for volunteers. So, so yeah, yeah, man, volunteer, volunteer. Um, definitely email them, contact Anthony. And um, let's get make sure that uh, Arizona has a brighter future and uh, we can help uh, who I am uh, spread their wings and their hands as they, they like to use across the, uh, the nation. Uh, we have a big homeless problem in uh, Arizona, and um, it's a huge problem that we all need to pay attention to because at any day we could be one of those people. You can all, you can be one, but the, it's going to. This, this issue is going to be on your front porch before you know it. Right. You know, you have to look at life like that. You can't just sit back and be like, oh, this is that. Oh, who cares? That's over there. You have to see what's going on in the community and pay attention, man. Uh, this is a big problem. And um, the price of rent and the amount of affordable homes are decreasing and rent's increasing. So we have to figure out ways to get more affordable homes in Phoenix and uh, it's by the thousands, the amount that's needed. It's, it's, it's a lot, you know what I mean? So uh, we, we can't be discouraged. We have to uh, keep, keep focus on what needs to be done. And um, I, I think that um, homelessness is, is a huge, huge issue that, I mean, we face it as a, just not here. The entire nation is facing us. So we want to thank Anthony, man, for, for coming out here. And uh, appreciate you, bro. Uh, we're gonna Thank move you. on to Aisha's um, Hollywood hotness. Yeah, you can go on to Hollywood hotness. I mean, you know, we always doing a little something in Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> something always going on in Hollywood. But this week in Hollywood hotness, I'm Aisha. I'll be your host. I just want to go ahead and uh, give a warning out there. Uh, there will be spoilers ahead if you have not watched Hawkeye on the. Disney Plus yet, the new series that just came out this Wednesday. It was a beast. Mm. Retractable swords, crumbling bell towers, illegal auction in a wine cellar. Not exactly the first thing you think when you think of the sharpshooter Hawkeye when he gets his first uh, Disney Plus show, right? Right, right. But Marvel's latest entry into the episodic storytelling follows the bright-eyed Kate Bishop as she navigates a new vigilante life along with the retired Avenger as he attempts to get back into his family before Christmas. Right, He's right. trying to get his family back. Needless to say, the Hawkeye uh, season one, episode one recap includes spoilers for both the show mm -hmm. and future films. If you weren't paying attention, you may not have noticed that in the opening credits, the first Easter egg appears when there's a nod to Matt Fraction and David Aja, Hawkeye's comic books, the as the series is uh, based a lot upon their comics. Yeah. Um, in 2012, uh, the in, in New York, Kate Bishop's eavesdropping on her parents having an argument about their living situation, and 
once the parents realize that she's listening, her father goes in to talk to her. She has a heart to heart with him. But after that, they she has a heart to heart with her mom also right before explosions happened outside of their luxurious apartment. Mm hmm. At this time, um, it's during the Chitari invasion, which is what brought the Avengers together in the first place. Right. Uh, the second Easter egg is when Clint saves Kate. If you weren't paying attention, you may have missed the Stark Tower in the scene mm -hmm. across the street from her apartment. And it was also that that iconic scene where he was uh, falling. He back was falling back. back. He was running. They've actually used that footage several times. Right, because they, they they showed it from a different different angle, angle this time. This time. Than the angle that we're used to seeing. Right. Exactly. Pretty dope. But during the explosion, not everybody got successful or not everything uh went down the way her father had told her, you know, I'll always protect you. But that really wasn't the case when her mother is the one that saves her from the mm -hmm. crumbling tower and her father dies. But that's when uh, the next Easter egg appears, if you weren't paying attention um, to the comics. In the comics, Kate's mother is the one that actually dies in the house explosion. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, in the comics, her father is the one that lives and her mother is the one that dies. But it's later found in the comics that her mother was alive and working against her. Okay. Also, um, in the beginning of episode, I think it was episode one, mm -hmm. um, when they went to present day, when they went to the present day um, portion of the of the episode, uh, you can see Kate running, running through uh, the city. Right. You'll see her uh, shooting the clock tower down, and then she's about to get arrested, but she looks at her friends, and one of her friends that's with her while she's doing this. Mm -hmm. She calls her Greer. Right. Greer, if you're not paying attention, is um, maybe related to the comics. Greer Grant, who is also known as Tigra. Okay. So Tigra might be in it, or it just may be a, a coincidence. We yeah, know, it we, might just be a coincidence that... Uh, that they put her they, name in there. But they made sure Greer. they said it. So, so for the super nerds, you know, they, they're going to be all over it. You know, They're going to try to see if it's really right. going to be Greg Grant. But we'll see. We'll see. Definitely. All right. So after, after all that, we're just going to go ahead and take a few minutes to pull at somebody's heartstrings really fast. Mm -hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson created an unforgivable, unforgettable moment for one of his very special and deserving fans. This week, Johnson gifted his own custom-made truck to a Navy veteran from Culver City who is active in the community, causes, and cares for his 75-year-old mother. Wow. Johnson presented the truck to Oscar Rodriguez, who collapsed in grateful tears as he received the gift. Mm -hmm. Johnson chose Rodriguez as part of a special screening for his new film, Red Notice, in theaters. Someone from the gym where Rodriguez used to work okay. as a trainer had nominated him. The film producers invited him to the screening and at the show, Johnson surprised Rodriguez. Johnson later explained on Instagram why he had chosen Rodriguez. 
Johnson explained that he'd gather so much information as he could about everyone in the audience mm-hmm. during the screening and ultimately chose Oscar's story because it moved him. He takes care of his 75-year-old mom. He's a personal trainer. He's a leader at his church, provides support and meals for women victimized by domestic violence. Wow. He's also a proud and humble Navy veteran. Wow. Just an all-in-all kind human being. Definitely. The Rock says the original plan was to give Rodriguez the Porsche take-in that he drives in the movie. But Porsche said, no, he couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So instead, he gave away his own personal Ford Raptor truck. Okay. Rodriguez told Eyewitness News um, that he's been a fan of Johnson's, particularly for his positivity and how he inspires others. Mm. He hopes to use the truck to pay it forward. He also said that uh, he just hope and prays that this will inspire other people, will lift other people up. And he said on his social media, he said, I woke up today and counted my blessings. It's Thanksgiving. There's just so much to be thankful for. That's amazing. Just grateful that The Rock hooked me up with this great whip. I'm going to use it, baby. I'm going to use it to encourage people and help people. And I'm going to bring a lot of cheer to people. Rock you the man. We need things like that in the community. Yeah, man. That's awesome. We uh, definitely want to say that's that's a big deal, man. Because, you know, everybody don't get um, kudos or condolences for what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? And um, he's taking care of his his, his mother and he's been a Navy veteran. And he's doing everything he can for the community. So definitely, man, that's that's dope. dope. Definitely. And just uh, the Hollywood hotness for this week. Yeah, that's the Hollywood hotness for this week. You get a little bit of comic news in there and a little bit of Hollywood, what's going on with The Rock and pulling heartstrings and helping yeah. people, inspiring. I'm liking the the Hawkeye series so far, man. I, I, I am too. A couple people said they didn't really like it. I, I'm digging it, man. I I like the way it's going. You know what I'm I saying? do too. So, you know. I like that it's like you can actually see the trauma that Clint right, is going right, through right. And, you, and how he's dealing how with awkward the right. deal with people who's coming uh the the stardom and the fame right you know um he's 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 lost his hearing which was also uh, uh easter uh, egg because that was in the comic books also but um he um he's just trying to live his life and also the the, the, the christmas he, thing is a that's a pull on dirt uh die hard yeah trying to get back to his family yeah so they That's were trying to take good. a shot at that. That's pretty dope. But I also like the fact that, you know, it's showing how Clint's trying to cope with the loss of Black Widow. Yeah, of loss of a close friend. Right. You know, and the, and she the was, trauma of that. Right. Because she was like his ace boom coon, his right. best friend that, that was his homie. He did everything with her. Right. Every mission that he went on, he was basically with her. And most movies, they just act like these heroes just go on with their lives. Right. They don't really have any feelings or care about anything. Right. So. It's pretty. That's pretty what's nice good about they, Marvel, though. They, they do, like to. They do a good job of of showing the showing, real feelings right. and the, the post traumatic stress disorders right, right. and things Definitely. like that they the have. Are, right, they, they're real human people. Right, they just happen to have these abilities. Uh, abilities. Right, correct, correct, for sure. So we want to go into Habari uh, News Weekly, where we're gonna talk about some of the news, bigger stories of the week. Um, First, we're going to have, we talk about the Ahmaud Arby case. All three men were found guilty of murder in the case. We finally get some type of, some type of justice. Uh, most people thought 
agreed on this case that uh that they were guilty. The jury in the trial, the three men for the death of uh, Ahmad, um was made up of eleven white people and one black person. But prosecutors told us that uh, they felt that that the jury heard the arguments. They would make the right decision in the in the end, and, and they did. Um, yeah, that's very rare. Yes, definitely, definitely. But most people felt felt that that was just a uh, plain cold, cold blooded murder. Right. So we'll we'll see uh, what type time they get for with these convictions and what their sentences will be. But um, I'm hoping life for most. I guess the the one gentleman who probably sat back, he probably won't get as much. The one who recorded it. Right, right. Yeah. But uh, the other was definitely will be facing uh, life. I'm I'm guessing. Uh, Cobb County Assistant District Attorney said she felt bad for Arby's parents when one defense attorney began talking about Arby's toenails. Uh, he also brought up um, having black pastors in the in the jury or in the tr- uh, the courthouse, and he didn't want them there. Uh, the the attorney, I think it was Danikowski. Uh, no, I'm sorry, um, it was Kevin Gall's comments about black pastors. Uh, was ridiculous, man. Uh, he was the donkey of the week on the uh, the Breakfast Club for his idiotic comments. The the gentleman just he was saying a whole lot of ignorant, racist things to try to get his his client passed. And um, I mean, I understand that you you're trying to do a job, man. As a lawyer, you're trying to. But you got to have tact. Right. You got to have some type of tact in, in life, man. That's ridiculous, bro. Uh, the things he was saying. Uh, so I'm I'm happy that the outcome is good. We'll keep up, keep you guys updated on what's going on 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 the uh, sentencing, and um, at least we got one good case instead of what happened with the 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 Rittenhouse debacle. Uh, so next, uh, LeBron had to uh, get a fan removed from the the Pacers game in Indiana. Um, the fan supposedly said that uh, she hopes that Bronny dies in a in a car wreck. Uh, which is pretty ridiculous, man, uh, that, that the fans are, are, are going overboard. Uh, this happened in uh, Lakers overtime win, which LeBron came up big. Um, there have been a lot of instances over the past couple of years where people with the fans have um, just just gone t- just too far. Uh, we have uh, one uh, instance where a fan poured popcorn on Russell Westbrook because he was leaving the game. Um, uh, even LeBron had a situation in Atlanta with another lady he had to get kicked out. Um, we had, uh, you know, back in the day with the malice of the palace with the man through a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why people think that, that they can disrespect these players. I, I really don't understand. They are human beings just like anybody else. Uh, so I don't understand why people think they can go to the game and start saying all these outlandish, ridiculous comments to these guys. They're professionals. And I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't want anyone coming to my job, yelling those things outside the window. You know what I mean? <laughs> while I'm trying to work. Right. So, uh, i I know that you're getting a little drunk and you're drinking and you're, you're, you're acting a fool because it's the game and you want to have fun. I understand those things. But when you start getting into personal, um, um, talking about family, right. uh, you're, you're going a little too far. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan on the court, but off the court, I have no, nothing but respect for what he does and what he brought, has brought to the community, his community and to the nation. I have nothing but respect for what he's done for that. Being on court has nothing to do with you doing off court. People need to uh, to to divide those things and make sure they act accordingly, man, because it's, it's getting ridiculous. Um, fans need to start losing their season tickets. There needs to be some punishment going on from the NBA 
for what's going on right. in, in these damn stands, man. Because these fans, that something. something needs to go on, start going on, man. Because uh, it's they're get they're really getting ridiculous. The fans really think that they run something. Like these guys, they will kick your ass. What would you do if you saw this dude on the streets? You know you wouldn't say that shit. But you get comfortable. You think you can say what you want to because you're at the NBA game. You, you should have consequences. Right. On the streets, the consequences would be you get busted in the mouth, and you know that. So you wouldn't say that. But you think you can do it because it's got, you got protection and security. Uh, think of it as, as you would treat this man on the streets. You treat that man on that, on that court. And that, that's how I look at it. Definitely. I, I definitely think it's ridiculous what, they, what they've been going through. And um, I think, you know, LeBron, he's been really vocal about some things, political things, and, and what he's saying about a couple things. So these people are starting to get in their feelings. I think they're they're kind of getting, um, he's probably getting on their bad side because he's some of the things he's standing for, which I commend him for. You, hey, we, we, He has a voice. He can say what the fuck he wants right. to. You know what I mean? So if that's the way he feels, the way he feels. And if you don't like him, don't go to the game. Don't give him money. <laughs> I don't understand them. I don't get it. it just, but I, just I definitely head scratchers. It's just weird. And the shit she she said, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I want to give her the rock. She to get the rock rock for the week, man. She's ridiculous. And I hope she gets banned from ever coming back to a game again. Uh we lost uh Malika Shabazz, the daughter of uh Malcolm X. Uh the daughter of the slain black civil rights actress Malcolm X. Uh Malika Shabazz died Monday. The New York Police Department says Shabazz 56 was found unconscious to, uh, by her daughter at her home in Brooklyn. According to the NYPD, police said the death appeared to be due to natural causes. The cause of death is pending the final results of additional testing, but the death does not appear to be suspicious. Following initial review, a spokesperson for New York's chief medical uh, examiner office said, um, we send condolences to the uh, the family and um, and. That's all we, do, all we can do in that situation. And, and hopefully it isn't anything malicious that happened and she died of not natural causes. But uh, we send condolences to the, to the family and everything and, um, and uh, hope they can uh, get, get their thing, get things together and uh, for her death. And we uh, send out condolences again. And um, last, I wanted to go over some sports here. We got the Suns, what they're at 15 in a row now. They won last night, right? Yep, they did. 118 to 97. Yeah, smopping up the Knicks. The Knicks hasn't been looking so great this year. Um, hopefully they get it together, but I really don't care. The Suns have been looking good. So we have uh, some of the keys to their winning. Uh, they've been putting up 114 points per game over the first 14. They had a defensive rating of 100.1, uh, 9.3 steals a game, uh, three games needed to break the franchise record. Uh, and hopefully they, they, they do that. They have three tough games coming up with Brooklyn, Golden, and Golden State twice in the span of four days. So if we can do it and get they past play them. Brooklyn tonight. Yeah, it's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough one. Brooklyn's tough. Yeah, uh, twice. yeah, and they got go and Golden State. Golden State starts, I think, uh, Tuesday on the 30th. Yeah, so if we can get through this and still have the streak intact, we're doing big things, man. Right. We're doing big things. But I love to see the Suns, man, still looking good. Most of the the media did not pick them to to uh to be a contender like they are still are. Uh those those young guys learned a lot last year, man, and uh they're taking it over to this year. 
they and, took uh, going to the finals to heart. Yeah, they man. learned everything they, learned a lot. they could learn. And they, I, hopefully, this is going to keep us in the playoffs for the next couple years. Five, ten years right. now, like we used to be. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I don't like to see us not in the playoffs like we're supposed to be. But uh, in tech news, we uh, we had Black Friday. A lot of deals were out there. Today is what? Small business Saturday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a Cyber Monday coming up. Yep. Uh, so make sure that you spend money with small business and local businesses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go get you the 85-inch TVs. You know Why do mean? people need a TV every year for uh, Black Friday? I don't get it, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what Go happened to, to the TV you had last year? Put it somewhere else. That's in the room now. Right, right. Gonna do it. <laughs> you done moved TVs around so nah, much. Not you, me, but you just got extra TVs just stored in the storage unit. Nah, it is, bro. You gotta have them, man. You gotta have it. So, uh, Apple is coming out with a new AR headset that's coming up next year. It's supposed to have a Mac level power, uh, supposedly. Uh, Linux Gaming is taking a big step forward with full NVIDIA DLSS support and ProTime, which would be dope for gaming. Um, and also, I want to talk about, lastly, uh, GTA. Uh, the new Grand Theft Auto just came out. And, uh, don't um, tell me it's still five, right? No, it's still on five. They haven't released a six yet. But what they have released is like uh, old school, which is, what is it, uh, two, three, and four? Three, four, and yeah, two. dude. I'm so tired of GTA. Could they just release six already? Because it, it's man? been like 15 years. It's the Fast <laughs> and the Furious of video games. Yeah, man. Since 2013, <laughs> they've been on a, on a five. But which ones is it again? Uh, it's the first GTA three, Vice City. Okay. Yeah, man. I, San Andreas was mine. That was my favorite there, man. Yeah, that one was cool. That was dope. That no cool, man. We was going around taking taking up neighborhoods. That was shit. The one that was the one with CJ, right? Yep. Yeah, man. That was that was the one. Get all swole up, smack people up. Yeah, that yeah, one man. was that one was fresh. But I give it to him. But for them to continue to do five, it's been ten years, fifteen years. No, it's it's. I said two thousand thirteen. So it's been like eight. They've been on the same. It's game. pretty much ten years. Yeah. They've been on the same the same game. Uh huh. Right. Wow. I'm sure, like it's been like ten, fifteen years. Yeah, man. If rumors are they're supposed to be coming out with a new one, a six. Rumors. 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 But uh, the verdict on this one is that uh, there's no question that the three games in the GTA trilogy are all-time classics, but they've unfortunately been remastered with a ham hand instead of a love fist. New features are slight and only partially implemented. Visuals are mixed. Performance is, is consistent at best. Some content is missing and bugs and glitches are abound. In its existing state, this collection of three classic GTA games is far from being considered definitive. It's defective, disappointing, and surprisingly disrespectful to both the legacy of the games themselves and their many legions of fans. So it's, the reviews have been horrible on the game. Um, I'd still want to check it out just for, you know, nostalgia, nostalgia reasons. reasons. But I ain't paying full price, bro, if it straight up sucks. I'm not paying more than $15 you, you it. for it. It's, it's that bad? It's a GTA, right? Right. It looks like paint is falling from the sky and it actually blocks your vision. It actually wow. blocks your vision. 
That's crazy. That bad. Wow, man. That's just one bug out of like. Yeah, that's what he's. The truly treacherous rain effect, which made me feel like I was uh, being waterboarded with a full can of Philly, Silly Stream. <laughs> <laughs> that's an actual review. <laughs> that's the re- <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's man. Bad. So the GTA that, remake gets a. <laughs> Try not to get that, man, if you don't spend your money, bro. Sorry, GTA. Wait yeah. till it hits GameStop. Yeah, man. Get it for... That's, get you it. know, that's, gonna, that's who they're going to blame it on. It's GameStop fault. Because <laughs> nobody's buying the games. Oh, uh, man. But that's uh, Habari <laughs> News Weekly for this week. The one We want to get into our um, final Are you ready to, um, For your final exam. <laughs> I'm as ready as I can be, I guess. Uh-oh. So here at Habari Live, at the end of every show, we have our guests take a final exam. The final exam is five random questions to my choosing weekly. If you get three out of the five correct, we'll donate to your charity of choice. Who I am. And it's just random trivia. Random trivia. Oh, wow. Random trivia. Mm -hmm. Do I get lifelines? Can I call Google? (laughs) None of that. (laughs) None of that. (laughs) All right, break it down. Let's go. All right. You want me to bring it up? Let me see. Is there math involved? There might be. <laughs> there might be. I, I'm not going to give away any of the. After algebra, my. It all... <laughs> as soon as I started adding letters to numbers, I stopped. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can't give away what the trivia is going to be every week, so. Why is this thing tripping now? Yeah, you might have to go without it. Questions with me. Are you serious? Yeah. Get the music. Okay. Give me two seconds. Can we run a commercial?
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We're going straight to the game. Has a little um, technical difficulties. Let's go. All right, question one of the final exam. Which is the only American football team to go a whole season undefeated, including the Super Bowl? Miami Dolphins. What year? Oh, man. I'm going to say, this is just a guess, 89. Halfway there. Halfway there, but you are correct. It is the Miami Dolphins. 1972. There we go. Question two. Which former NBA player was nicknamed Agent Zero? Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas. Question three. In public places in the state of Florida, what's illegal to do when wearing a swimsuit? That's tough. Um, in Florida? <laughs> yes, right. in Florida. <laughs> uh, chew gum. <laughs> I don't I don't I have no idea. No. <laughs> the Sink. What the hell? Well, a lot of people break that fucking law. They just so, don't. So if you're on the beach, you're not allowed to. You're not, song you, comes you, on, you can't vibe to it. You ain't supposed to be on the stage wearing a swimsuit singing. I'm gonna go wow. put my clothes on real quick so I can do karaoke. <laughs> There's some dumb laws on the book. Right. Oh. Next question. What is the name given to Indian food cooked over charcoal in a clay oven? It's another tough one. Pretty good though, too. No, it's great. It's it's bomb. Now, is this Indian as in like the country India or Native American Indian? Indian as the country, the country Indian. I have no idea. I've never had Indian food. It's tandoori. And it's really good. It's bomb. It's really good. I'm a fail all of this. <laughs> All right, next question. Hendrix, Larios, and Seagram's are some of the best-selling brands of which spirit? Gin. Uh-oh. Gin is correct. Well, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so being that you got three out of the five correct. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it to you three. Definitely, man. Because the, the year was just a bonus. Definitely. The year was a bonus. All righty. I guess we'll be donating to Who I Am Foundation this yeah, week. Yeah, man. You send us that link, email it to us. Make sure you get it to us. We'll make sure we get some um, a donation going to you. Uh, you guys deserve it. You are up on your sports and your alcohol knowledge. <laughs> 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 in Oregon, you're not allowed to have ice cream on Sundays. Wow. I don't, I don't, my little sister told me that, like her fun, random fun fact. 
That is crazy. That might be on my trivia next week, guys. Right. And then keep, you this it was another. Moving. Can't you still beat your wife on the courthouse steps in some states? In Virginia. Too? In Virginia. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So men. <laughs> that's crazy. The laws, the laws that's on the book still. They, they need to go through and just be like, hey man, can, cross that out. Can we take Right. Can we get rid of this, please? Like, I'm sure there's some bro. law where you're allowed to carry a musket into it. Like, who's using muskets? <laughs> <Right>. Updated. <laughs> Shit, they had more gun laws when there was muskets, man. You want to know the truth. Right. Ridiculous. We only want to know to go there right now. <laughs> but anyway. Well, thank you for playing. Thanks for playing, Anthony. We thank you for coming, man. We hope you um, have future is, is very bright for who I am. Um, I know you guys will be living good because we're going to give you a, a huge donation. Not really. It's, we're going to do the best we can. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate every, every set. Uh, we're going to do the best we can. You know what I'm saying? But um, we appreciate you coming, bro. And um, I wanted to make sure everybody um, check out your uh, your site. And uh, can you give them one more lowdown on how to contact you and how to uh, donate to who I am and volunteer if they need to? Um, so the website is that's. First and foremost, whoiamfoundation.org. Um, search Who I Am Foundation on Facebook. And then Instagram and Twitter, it's Team Who I Am. All right, man. Thank you for coming on, bro. And um, we'll definitely be uh, talking to you soon. And thanks for everybody for watching. And to next week, peace. Salute. Holla, holla. <laughs>